Welcome to the Humans of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Now today we are at Fintech Connect and hearing live from Paul Staples. Now Paul is the Global Head of Banking as a Service and Embedded Finance Proposition at HSBC. He is committed to transforming how a bank operates from the outside in. He is building the future client connectivity and business model of how a bank should operate to create value for all parties so that, in his words, it doesn't have its Kodak moment. So, Paul, super happy to have you with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, look, tell us, tell us about the role, tell us about the mission. So uh, a few years ago, a number of us in the firm identified that banking as a service was the future. How can you expose the primitives of a bank, so that's holding money, moving money, transfer, transforming it, FX, uh, investing, those sorts of things, the kind of five key elements. How can you make those five things more contextually applicable? So through the use of APIs and all new technologies like that, actually you can start to place these capabilities, if you will, these primitives in somebody else's software and actually enable others to do the banking role in the software they like to use on their own basics rather than to move out, outside of that software. So for the last two and a half years, we built the business case. We built the technology and orchestration layer across our business banking department and began to work with partners out there to see how we could contextualize banking. So we launched with NetSuite in October of this year, and that's really the world's first and probably largest B2B application of contextual banking or banking as a service deployed with embedded banking. So actually customers now within NetSuite can actually do a full banking array without ever having to leave the NetSuite real estate, and it's natively controlled and the experience is all out of NetSuite. So our mission is basically, how can you give a banking experience by not being a bank? Yeah, love that. And super exciting that you've taken it from a vision, looked at all the technology, built it, and now actually taking it out there. So. I know that you're here today talking about the future of embedded finance. Yes. Makes sense, of course. So share some of your thoughts on that. So, so the, I think what we have to do is look at the history of embedded finance and actually, and, and a lot of people think it's a new thing. Yeah. Well, I personally don't believe it's a new thing. I think it's something that's been around for decades. So just to bring that to life, think about the ATM machine. The ATM machine, when they stopped using that just in a bank, but actually deployed them within supermarkets, you now had banking at the point of me when I'm buying my groceries. That is exactly what we're doing now. We're giving banking at the point of me, which is in an ERP system, an accounting system, a supply chain system. So the future actually is, particularly in the B2B-based banking as a service that we operate, the future is actually how can we get even closer to the end customer decision point and the point of need, the transaction. And we're going to do this more and more in a way that is no longer the HSBC or a bank's experience, actually the experience of that software that, that it's, it's housed within. So to explain this a little bit further, you've got GUIs. Those GUIs will be NetSuite's GUI. It will be the BRP's GUI. They'll just figure out where on that screen the banking of move money or store money or FX money needs to be. But where it gets really super interesting is actually in the future, the speed at which you can innovate, the speed at which you can test will completely collapse collapses in, it will get faster. So in the next five years, we're seeing a, a two-tier type world evolve around this. Uh, and that speed's coming from orchestrators. So you've got banks that provide banking as a service with a full banking license. 
And then in the industry, you've got these people called orchestrators, or in America, they call them program managers. And they work with fintechs and then almost manage the, the relationship with the underlying bank. And it's those orchestrators that are accelerating banking, as the adoption of banking as a service and the innovation because they've got wonderful APIs, wonderful onboarding journeys, which are out the box, whereas banks are still encumbered, arguably, through the regulatory uh, processes we have to abide by. And we have a kind of semi-one-size-fits-all one still with our processes. We are getting much better at making that much more customizable. But actually, why not use an intermediary layer? that can do that customization. And then downstream, they bring it back into the standards of we are setting. So I think the future is we're going to have two types of providers, those that work with banks, and then banks that work directly with end, end users as well. So that, that I see the future. The time at which we can innovate will collapse and become shorter. And I actually think the people will start to realize they're doing banking without realizing they're doing banking. Like we all getting, getting an Uber and we pay for our Uber without even having to touch a button again in that. When we get out, we know we've landed at the point we need to get out, and we've done banking, we've made a payment, that is banking. And that's going to increase, that kind of activity of banking will be done somewhere else, and we just won't even think about it. People just have it. So I love all of this. I find it so fascinating. And just the way that you explain that, that absolutely we all can relate to the Uber story, right? But, you know, there used to be this sort of separation between the people, the masses that are out there, and the way that we bank and the way that finance works. And what I love about this is that it's all, it's all coming together, like what people actually need day in, day out, and what more people than the traditional people that Bank has built for. And I just love how you're making that connection. This event today, FinTech Connect, so can it be a better name, especially as you say there's going to be these two types of providers that are coming. So tell us a bit more about what you're hoping to achieve at the event and who maybe you've seen already. So one of the challenges you've got with being to be based uh, banking as a service and its deployment through embedded banking is the whole onboarding journey. Journey, the compliance, the rigor. So in B2C, it's very easy. B2C, I have an ID card, I have a passport, and maybe a utility bill, and I can do the KYC super simple. B2B, it's a labyrinth of KYB that needs to be conducted. So here, I'm, today, I'm particularly interested in those compliance-based solutions, onboarding-based solutions, KYB solutions, that really focus in on the accelerating the onboarding of B2B-based entities and at a global level. So I think that, that's where I'm interested. I've also seen some really interesting technologies around payments out there today, and that's just in the first couple of hours that I've been here. So I think the other thing that banks need to be aware of and, and why I'm interested in talking to payment companies is that actually there are different payment rails and different speeds at which we can deploy payment and check out processes and, and omnichannel payments in that sense. So are there technologies that can complement and sit alongside ours? So payment companies I'm particularly keen to be looking at and kicking the tires on a little bit today. Compliance and KYV stations in particular interest. There's a lot of cardboard companies, I'll be honest with you, out there today. And there's some really clean ways of deploying cards as a service out there. So I'll be kind of touching base with those as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And there's so many big goals for the future of finance right now that you've, that you've mentioned and you've spoken this through. How important do you feel it is that firms are going to subscribe to inclusive cultures? So I think actually the team that we've built is fundamental to explaining how we create an inclusive culture. We've got fintech skills, 
We've got our lead technologist is female. We've got people who have come from designing autonomous boats for the military. We've got such an array of skills, which in conventional banking terms would be looked as the outsiders. But the outsiders are the new insiders. And I think that is the future skill sets we need to have. We need to have people who think completely differently around how we operate, how we structure, how we build technology. And actually, inclusivity is having a voice that is genuinely heard. And that's what we built as a team. And no one person said, we're architecting it this way, we're gonna have an experience that's that way. Everyone clubbed together to kind of come up with the approach that we've taken. Don't get me wrong, some will have a stronger voice because they're more experienced and we can lean on that. But everyone's equally willing to say, I've got a strong voice, what's everyone else's views and temper it down in that way. So it's super important that it's not just a culture, but it's a way of working as well. Culture is the start. The way of working with inclusivity of ideas, thoughts, communication is really important as well. Yeah, yeah, super powerful the way you put that. What changes do you think we need to make sure that inclusivity actually becomes a reality? Inclusivity only becomes a problem when you don't have that open mind and open communication. Inclusivity means so many things to so many different people. So you've got to have that speak up culture. Driving it in that perspective of communication, leaning into the inclusivity state, that for me is the most important element to this, making it a success. I love what you've just said there about speak up culture, because this is something that I'm really trying to encourage everyone to understand that everybody is is a part of that and responsible for that. And I just love the journey you've taken us on today, how finance is changing, how we need to change to make sure that people don't feel outsiders, that they're now within each of our businesses and their voices are getting heard. So thank you for joining us on the Humans of Fintech podcast series and enjoy the rest of your time at Fintech Connect. Thank you very much for having me and uh, lovely to speak to you.